He's reaching people massively. He knows that is the first step. So guess what most of his content is going to be? That short form content, like we said, because nobody's going to convert into a new customer or client if they haven't really understood why you. You're tuning into Creative Entrepreneurship, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs looking to turn their passion into a more profitable business without sacrificing what they love. My name is Max Mueller. I'm the CEO of Video Editing Experts. And with me today, we have the man, the myth, the legend, bringing this content to your beautiful eyes and ears, Jack Wheatley. Thank you for joining. In today's episode, we are asking the question, what is happening with long form content versus short form content? How you can leverage those two or just one of those for your business to grow your brand in the fastest, most predictable way. And certainly we will be diving into Iman Ghazi's unbelievable growth rate. Uh, and the big promise that we have for you here in this episode is breaking down the numbers for you. So you clearly understand what is working, what is not working and how you should move forward as a creative entrepreneur yourself. Mr. Jack, Iman has grown to over 6 million people who are loyal to his brand, following him intensely across all platforms. I mean, when people hear that, that's almost an unbelievable word. Like I can't even, um, I, it's hard for me to imagine what 6 million dedicated true followers looks like where they, he has high engagement off of every single one of his posts. Nothing is going unseen, unengaged. We have those other types of creators and even businesses, brands that will create content. They have a ton of followers, ton of subscribers, but maybe not the high engagement that Eamon is certainly bringing about. And I know you've been doing your, your research on him. Yeah, man. Give, so us the, <laughs> give us the stats. What is really happening? How can we pull the curtain back and really see the under the hood? So we started looking at his content going in depth into his content last week. And I compiled all the numbers across all of his channels and, um, social media accounts. And that was six days ago. And I, this morning before the podcast, I wanted to update all the numbers to see what kind of growth we saw in, uh, you know, less than a week and just to be up to date today. And the craziest stat before I go into the, the micro ones is his total follower slash subscribers across all platforms grew by almost 900,000 in the last six days. 900,000. I'm glad we're not using the stats from just six days ago because we would be 900,000 off. It's crazy. And it's... We're bringing you the real up-to-date stats here, people. This, that's a crazy... Uh, that's an unbelievable statistic. Well, and especially when you look at, you know, his main YouTube channel, he's been running since 2017. Um, and that one has the most subscribers. And that's, I would argue, his main platform. But yeah. the crazier stats are from his backup channels and secondary channels across YouTube and Instagram that he started recently. Like his YouTube backup channel has mm. 111,000 followers. In the last six days, it grew 13,000 subscribers. And he started that channel New Year's <laughs> Eve 2022. That's fucking So nuts. like a couple of months ago. And then his this is a backup chain guys this is like just for for context this is and if you go look at the videos especially the beginning ones it's the we'll just kind of film a little bit of behind the scenes it looks like he's barely putting any effort into it there are eight videos <laughs> that's his, it <laughs> his videographer is doing basically all the work running the vlog even says a little bit here and there he's starting to put a little more effort into it more yeah. recently but that's for a backup account and when you look at the average views because he's only got eight videos there and they come out sporadically, right? That's not his dedicated channel. He has eight videos with over 2 million views, which averages 
over 250,000 views per video. And he started this channel five months ago. And, and for all the viewers listening to this, tuning in, it's what would you do with that? Like imagine if you could really tap into a, a half, like a 10th of that, not just 200,000 per video, but even 20,000 in reach. I mean, 90,000 new subscribers in six days. I mean, that <laughs> not, is impressive yeah. growth. Wait, not, was it 90,000 or 900? No, I'm 000? saying if we're doing a 10th, oh, like right, if you're a doing tenth, a 10th yeah. of them on, you're getting 90,000 new followers in less than a week. And he, what, what's really remarkable and kind of segues into what we're talking about is just his content output yep. across all the channels. Um, this, these are kind of rough numbers because he's always posting across, you know, four Instagram accounts, uh, you know, Twitter, TikTok. His average output is somewhere around 450 posts every 30 days. Oh my, 450. What is the actual number? Because I know that you have the, the legitimate numbers and it's changing by the hour, but yeah. roughly so, speaking, in the last, you know, this week, how many videos has he posted to this date? It's in total or in the last 30 days? In the last 30 days. It's the number that I got, and like you said, it's always mm. changing, was 425 pieces of content. 425 in pieces 30 of content. You know, we, the videoing experts, my company, is all about systemizing content, making it easy for entrepreneurs to be able to create content without taking too much of their time. But there's also this next category that you dive into, and we work with, like, you know, some big names, some other celebrities who also have millions and millions of followers, similar to Iman. Um, and the big thing that you realize is that they kind of go from being this entrepreneur to being just as much as a creator, as a content creator, as they are an entrepreneur, because they realize how much impact that they can legitimately have on these, on these lives. Um, and that's something that we're, we're, we are realizing even the smaller creators need to tap into is you're not just an entrepreneur. As Gary Vee says, it's, you are a media company, comma, whatever it is that you do. So if you are selling socks, you are a media company, comma, selling socks. If you're Red Bull, you are a media company, comma, energy drink company. So I think this is like the, the mindset that we have to be able to acquire as the leaders of our business, as the people who want to impact. And that's what, you know, what this podcast is all about is using our creative entrepreneurship to not just be money hungry, like a lot of people are, and not just be so passionate about the, the craft that you have, but to impact people's lives, right? And so clearly Iman's put a huge priority into cranking out this content. 425 posts and on a monthly basis is something that you work up to. You cannot, and, and even us, we are experts at systemizing content uh, and we do it for these gigantic brands. You cannot wake up the next day and immediately have that. You can wake up and get very close to that. Like even for someone just starting off, we can get them to 96 posts per month immediately. Um, and that's impressive on its own. <laughs> I mean, he, so the thing about Iman, he's a entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur. He's got five or six companies. The, not including his media company, which he now runs. I mean, b to be able to post 450 times every 30 days, he is running a full-time business. I'm sure he's got a team of editors. How many YouTube videos, Jack? Because a lot of people listening to this are like, all right, all videos, all posts are not made the same, right? You have the long form, the behind the scenes vlogs that take a long time to shoot, edit, produce. You have the, the talking head videos where he's sitting at his desk, but going in deep with, in depth with research. You also have the short form. Break down some of those numbers for our audience so they can understand what type of content equates to that 425. Yeah, so this is really interesting because it, on the surface, it, it looks like he's 
solely focused on short form mm. because what I've got for the total 90 day output is over 1500 posts in 90 days, um, which equates to yeah, roughly 450 to 500 posts. Only 15 of them were long form out of 1500. Holy crap. Which means over 1500 of them were short form. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we wanted to highlight here on this podcast episode is what is the big difference between long form and short form? Because short form has had its bang. I mean, long and don't get it wrong. Iman started with long form. He was the long form king, constantly doing, you know, SMMA, social media uh, marketing agency type content for these. Really long form stuff too, like 30, 40 minute videos plus that... We now consider long form like anything over 10 minutes right. on YouTube is long form. And he's been doing that for years, since 2017 yeah. when he started his channel. Um, you know, the, the big thing that we want to consider is what are the trends? Because especially these entrepreneurs who are starting to run their businesses, they want to get into content because they know they need more awareness, more brand awareness to get people to their offers so they can help more people. But they want to put their time and energy into the right place. They want to make sure that they're not wasting it. They're not trying... Instagram lives, if that's not the thing to do, they're not getting into long form if short form is dominating. But I think that's the, the thing that is really changing hot right now and why we're pressed to do this episode today is because short form has had its big kick, but all of a sudden YouTube came up with this large update that was site wide, meaning every single aspect on YouTube, both on desktop and mobile uh, formats, they've prioritized long form content. So while Instagram, TikTok, every, nearly Facebook, nearly every other platform is prioritizing uh, short form, YouTube is going the opposite direction and prioritizing this long form content because they know they own that. You, you can't hop onto Instagram, or at least it would be extremely rare to hop onto Instagram or TikTok and see a 32 minute long video, but on YouTube, that's a freaking that's a cakewalk. No, that's Easy. average, no yeah. problem. And Eamon's really been tapping into what these what what other creative entrepreneurs should be paying attention to and not just questioning but finding answers to and, and actually putting action forth onto how you should be balancing content now looking at what you just said about those 15 long form videos out of what 1500 posts let's talk about what short form does what long form does if if Eamon's only doing 15 sh should he even be doing that at all should he just be doing short form well so i think one thing to note uh, specifically with Iman and e even Alex Ramosi kind of fits in here. It's slightly different when you look at Alex, but most, if not all, of Iman's 1,500 short-form posts are clips from his long-form posts. And so what you can get from that is he's trying to provide the value from his long-form into more digestible short-form to then convert those people who may be seeing him on a For You page, convert them into long form watchers. And so he's not, you know, doing TikTok dances or anything viral. It's he's just repurposing that long form content and he what he's probably by the numbers getting 10 to anywhere 10 to 50 short forms from one long form and using those to create loyal followers. And, and that's a great point, Jack is he's not shaking his ass dancing on these videos and, and viewers are smarter than they've ever been. Right. So when they're watching a short form video and they see a dance video, they know that is the extent of that video. I, I watched him start the dance. 
I watched them end the dance and I've gotten it. But when they see that podcast, when they see, you know, the fancy microphone that Eamon's talking into, kind of like what we're doing, and when Eamon repurposes that podcast clip into a short form, the viewers are smart. They're seeing that content like, where is it? Where is yeah, that there's podcast? more to that. There is more to that. Yeah. I didn't, I, unlike the dance video where I saw him start, that was clipped out. He, I, it was almost like he was interrupted, maybe just starting a sentence. But what came before that? How did they even get into this subject? And I think that's really what, what Eamon's doing a great job on is he's not just doing any type of short form content. He's doing repurposed clips in both the podcast form as well as the talking head. So we, we saw this recently, right, where he will do his talking head, which just means you're sitting down maybe at a desk or you could be standing, but you're, you're looking at the camera, you're, you're talking straight into it, and Eamon has the, the blue and red lights on each side of him, but he's also chopping those long form into short form pieces of content. And what he does there is takes the editing up a notch, right? And, and with the podcast, he's taking the editing down a notch so that he's getting more content out there without having high edit videos the whole way through. Now, don't get me wrong, even those more podcast clips are still being edited. They have the subtitles, they have the chops, they have maybe even some transitions, but it's quite simple to get that quantity that he knows is important to get as many people towards him as possible. Well, and I think what's really important too, when you're looking at the, you know, do I do short form, do I do long form? What's trending now? Um, like you said, people know what they're seeing. And so when you're on TikTok and you see the viral song with the viral dance, you're not getting anything from that. You're getting a, a little bit of entertainment, but that's not gonna send you to their profile. You're not gonna become loyal to that person. They are just hopping on that micro trend. Um, and people can see through that, right? Like short form content creators who are you know viral on TikTok, they can't do the high value long form, mm. which is why they are on TikTok. And you're seeing Alex and Iman use the the short form that everybody loves everybody can you know scroll when they're on the bus or subway or you know they just want those quick hits but they can provide like massive value and put themselves in a different category to the dancer viral song creator 100 percent. i, th I want to add to what you're saying there because iman does such a great job you mentioned alex ramosi he does a great job of this too they just include simple storytelling like, you know, I was about to say storytelling, but that kind of daunts viewers. It, sometimes it daunts me. I'm like, all right, Max, like, let's incorporate storytelling into your content. And you're like, fuck, like, all right, I got to really think of a great story. But they use such simple storytelling where it's very relatable because they, they talk about where they were in the past. Maybe it was, maybe it's as simple as him talking about how he started his first uh, agency, advertising agency, right? It's like, when I was first getting started, I did this. Then I tried this. It didn't work. But I found this solution. And this solution really changed the game for me. And that's how I ultimately got these results. That small, simple storytelling aspect is something that is really lacking in a lot of these trend hopping content creators, which are some of these creative entrepreneurs listening. And they're trying to trend hop. They're like, all right, you know, remember that trend where it was like you point at the different things that would pop up on screen? Yep. Or it's dancing, or it's the next thing where, where you're just working at your desk and then there's the quote coming on top. I mean, these are trends that are happening. But certainly what Iman and even Hermosi has done a fantastic job with is incorporating this simple storytelling that makes you so much more bought into the viewer that you would not be able to achieve if you were just dancing or if you were just trend hopping because you're lacking that, that personality there. And that's, that's something that even AI is 
not able to tap into, at least not yet, um, is that personal experience. It's, they can tell you how to start a social media advertising agency, right? But can they tell your exact experience of, and how valuable Iman's experience is himself? Like, what were his options? What went wrong? What, what didn't he uh, want to use? Like, if he could go back, what would he tr do differently? And how have, his, how have the options for the current viewers changed for today? It's not just how, it's why. Yes. Here's how to do it. Here's how I did it, right? And here's why I did it this way. But maybe even here's why I would change why. Here's, how, here's why I would change how I would do it today. Super damn important. Let, let's, let's talk about targeting, though. I mean, here's the big thing. A lot of viewers listening to this, they'll see someone like Iman Ghazi and be like, yeah, but he's targeting young men, right? I'm not trying to target young men. I'm trying to target middle-aged or uh, even elder folks or, or someone who's in a totally different category. I think that's worth noting. Um, what are your thoughts there, Jack? And, and I'm going to give my thoughts here in a second. But who you target is also going to correlate to whether you have 6 million subscribers, followers, or not. Yeah, but I think, you know, Iman, he's what, 23? His, from what you can tell, his followers... 23. <laughs> his followers are in that, you know, probably 16 to 25, maybe 30 range. Um, I don't think you necessarily pick who you can target. Like he can't target the middle-aged man because he has no idea how to talk to the, he, he doesn't have kids. He doesn't, he doesn't have a house, you know, yep. house probably does, but he, he doesn't know. He does. Yeah. He doesn't know what that experience is like. So he's just talking to the people that he can relate with, mm. which are people 16, 17, 18, who are where he was when he was 16, 17, 18. Mm. When he gets to 25, he can talk to the 23 year olds a lot more effectively than he can now. And you can choose your, your niche of, of audience, but you can't pick, I can't talk to elderly women because I have no experience with that. I don't know what that life experience is like. Yeah. Um, so I think you are kind of limited in that sense to the people who are going to resonate with you are going to resonate with you. I hear what you're saying. I think about social media as a whole, those young men are on social media vastly more than any other type of, um, type of uh, audience demographic, right? So like the elder folks, or even like, you know, guys between 40 and 60, right? It's like, where, where are those middle-aged men? Um, well, they're not as much on YouTube or TikTok, which how many followers does Eamon have on TikTok? A million uh, something? 1.9, One point, Yeah, nearly 2 million. So yeah. there are certainly, and even like <laughs> my uncle the other day, it's actually my uncle, uh, twice I saw two middle-aged guys above the age of 50 easily who were watching uh, golf pros on TikTok, just ripping through their thumbs on TikTok. Golf pro, golf pro, golf pro, golf tip, golf tip. And my point is that you're just going to get less reach yeah. than, how, than targeting some of these younger men. Um, and even Hermosi is tapping into the younger men audience and you see his numbers starting to spike up. Why is that? I think it's just because there's also way more of those fish in the pond of well, YouTube and of TikTok rather than the middle-aged or, or different types of demographics. Well, I think you also have to take into account how many fish are in that pond mm -hmm. of people, right? Like if you're targeting young men between 18 and 25, there are probably a hundred million who daily use Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Yep. If you're targeting men or women 40 to 60 years old, you're going to have a 10th of that maybe. But if you're getting, you know, 
a tenth of the following of somebody targeting 100 million people, you have to contextualize your audience and the following you get from that. I totally agree. Would you mind, Jack? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk about how polar Iman has been, and whether you're using long form or short form, how important it is to be polar in your content. Uh, but while I talk about that, would you mind just pulling up uh, maybe YouTube's demographics and and just looking up age, uh, maybe uh, m male, female, and if there's any other like categories that you can find, mm -hmm. we'll just get some percentages for the folks listening. But polar, being polar in your content. Oh my, this is something that Eman and, and even Hermosi is doing very well, whether it's Alex Hermosi uh, talking about <laughs> his marriage. We, we've talked about this many, multiple times. I'm sure we'll bring it up again. Is how his marriage, he talks about, I got married for business. There's more to it than just that, but that's a very polar subject. I mean, like for me, I got married because I wanted to find a true uh, personal life partner, like not someone that can join my business as a co-CEO as Hermosi is doing with Mrs. Hermosi, Layla, um, which by the way, they're fantastic people. I'm not throwing shade at them. It's just, hey, to each their, to each their own, right? Uh, if that's what they like, if that's what they find happiness and love, fantastic. But they're very polar in that way. If, for Iman Ghazi, for example, he goes very polar in a lot of his subjects, uh, whether it's how you approach your uh, younger years as a, as a late teenager into your early 20s. And for, the, for some of the young men listening to this, you're gonna have a big wake up call where a lot of your friends are doing one thing and quite polarly opposite. On the other side, you have Eamon saying, you should absolutely not be doing that. Don't spend your money on drinks. Like stop uh, waking up hungover, wake up and meditate, wake up and journal, do these. Like, those types of polar opposites given your target audience are super important. Now, even saying meditating and journaling, that's something that actually our audience oftentimes hear. So that's not very polar, but to use Hermosi as another example, Hermosi says, don't meditate, don't journal, because he knows that the entrepreneurs are used to hearing that. And because that's something that he actually does not do, he says it very confidently, and the viewers are very polar, uh, are, are finding a polar experience against what they typically hear, or maybe what they typically do. And I think that's something that's really, really important is to, when you wanna gain someone's attention, have strong opinions, and realize that your life is, is is actually probably more unique than you think it is. So for example, if it's Hermosi who doesn't wake up and journal or meditate, that's probably something that he just simply does. He probably doesn't throw a big hoot about it. He probably just lives his life and goes about it. And I actually met Hermosi and, and Layla. They came to our house in San Diego, which was kind of cool. And, and I got to spend a day with them and they are very normal people. It's not like they're super dramatic. When you watch some of their content, they, they can definitely pack a punch and, and make something seem a little bit more weighted one way or weighted another. Um, but my point is like find those little things in your life or in your work um, that, that are a bit unique. Well, Even and just it's that not, bit is, is going to make a difference in grabbing more people's attention. It's not polarizing for polarizing sake, right? They're not trying to be controversial. They are just confident in their opinions. Iman, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I think Alex, I think they're a little tactical with like, they know what's going to, they know which buttons to push, but they don't change their beliefs based on the viral trends. That's true. So when, you know, waking up early and ice baths and journaling, yep. that was like the hot thing still kind of is Alex wasn't like, Oh yeah, I don't believe in that. He was like, Oh yeah, all this stuff. I've never done it. I wake up and I work not, not trying to like, Change be the anti-viral yeah he's not the anti yes. you know he isn't doing it on purpose that's just who he is yeah. it happens to you know go and 
go with a trend. Um, I think a simple question that a lot of people that are looking to get into content with is when you're when you're thinking about what's being said across your industry, especially trends, whether it's you know the morning routine, which had its huge blow up, it seemed like everybody was talking about, oh, this is my morning routine. A simple question to ask yourself, and I'm sure Hermosi did, is what do I disagree with? Or perhaps what do I just do differently, right? Because I, I see the people that they wake up and they keep their phone on the other side of the bedroom, right? Well, if I don't do that, I'm gonna talk about that disagreement or just that difference. That's a very, very easy way to not, not necessarily change your lifestyle, but to realize that there are some things that you do differently. And if you have a good reason for not keeping your phone on the other side of the room or not meditating or not journaling, then it's worth, it's worth telling your audience that. Now, whether that's right or wrong, by all means, like that's up to you to decide for yourself, but you're probably doing these things for a reason. And if it's a good enough reason, share with your audience. If it's not a good reason, you should probably change your lifestyle. <laughs> but, but I think that's super damn important is looking at how Iman and Hermosi have been polar and found success with that. Jack, did you find any stats? I did. Give me one second. Let's um, make sure it's a credible source. I know. I want to maybe talk about, um, in the meantime, talk about a really important subject, which is what type of content is Iman pushing, pushing now and what has he been doing? Because he's been doing this since 2017. So a lot of folks listening to this is like, all right, well, you know, Iman's doing a behind the scenes of his mansion. Well, guys, I don't have a mansion yet. Like, what type of content should I be doing? Iman, for a long time, was doing social media, SMMA is what they call it, social media marketing agency type content, how-to tutorial videos. Now, an important thing there is he was always adding his little bit of storytelling. He wasn't just like your typical how-to video where it was just, here's, here's how to start a Facebook ad campaign. First do this, second do this, third do this. It's, here's how I started a Facebook ad campaign. I launched this campaign and it actually crashed immediately. So I changed things up and I did this. And all of a sudden, you're not just listening to how to, you're listening to how he did it. And that's so damn important is to listen to that simple storytelling where you can take a how-to video because you know people want those how-tos, but make it into a how he or how me, how I did this. And I think that's super important. Now, he also had fitness going on. He also had personal development things that he would he would trickle salt bay trickle in there <laughs> but um but i think that's really worth noting is he was directly targeting these people with a core part of his content strategy being smma um and that's really the, been like the evergreen type content that is i think another point brain. to to his earlier content is the low production value hmm. in compared to what he's doing now um he was Probably not on a phone. It looked like he was on a, you know. This is an interesting subject. <laughs> I know. But he, the editing was just cut. You know, he cut it up, but it, there was no graphics. There were no title sequences. It was just him talking. I don't even think he did, like, color correction, really. I think he just chopped it up to, to where it sounded good. But people, I think, get this perfectionism when they're just starting. Uh, we all do. I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> For it's, sure. It's me. impossible not to. I, and I was a freaking videographer. Like yeah. that, that's the, my that's background. almost worse though. It's oh, it's the fucking worst. You're like, oh, I could make this a little bit better. I'm looking at everything. Yeah. I'm looking at the lighting. I'm I'm listening to the audio quality. I'm thinking about my hair. I'm thinking about the background. Oh, is that the right f stop or shutter speed? Is that, I'm like, dude, like I need to look myself in the mirror sometimes. And I know, like you're saying, everybody does this. Is like, oh, I just don't look as good as I want to. Yeah, I don't have the setup that I need. But here comes Iman yeah. proving that you don't need to have 
high production. Yeah. And Gary V talks about this all the time. To right? start. Just start. I, I, to, right. Just start. And to start, you don't need, you don't need that high production. Uh -huh. I mean, looking at Eman's videos, they're actually quite hysterical. Yeah. Um, a lot of, this is a serious problem actually that a lot of our clients will come to us with. It's like, listen, man, like I, I just have a lot of acne on my face and, um, like, I, I don't, I don't want to shoot this week, you know? And, and they're like, you, you get that right. And I, and I would just be like, I totally understand what you're saying and you don't have to, but I think the important, the most important thing is what you're saying and how you're saying it. I'm literally getting flashbacks of Iman's, some of his first videos where he has just acne all over his face, right? We're, we're humans. We all are. And I know it's with Facetune and everything going on. It's so easy to compare yourself to those people with the perfect flush. Cheeks. And I think there's an argument to say you should post content when you don't think you're looking good because it proves to your audience that, yeah. I have the best example for you. Sunny Leonard Doozy, she has over half a million subscribers on YouTube. She's been a client of V for a long time. Shout out, Sunny. Uh, what it do? I uh, love working with you. And Sunny's a great example for all the women out there, especially who, I, and we have clients, women, uh, female clients that will pay for hair, makeup, full nine yards for each of their content day. And a lot of those women have actually changed because they take note on what they, they take note on what Sunny has been doing. Sunny actually used to uh, be in the news where she would be on camera, you know, full makeup, full hair, like straight. She has naturally very curly hair, but she would straighten her hair. And even for the guys listening, this is an important takeaway. She started to ask, how can I be more relatable to these people? And so she did something that was really, it was really risky, honestly, like in, in a lot of people's eyes, which is she went full natural hair, not straightened hair, curly, super curly hair. Um, she also did way less makeup. She started not wearing like the professional, you know, woman uh, suit jacket and much more like athleisure type clothing. And all of a sudden her engagement started to go up, up, up and up. Why is because you're that much more relatable. So to your point is like, it's not just a matter of you dressing up to the part. And I think there are times where you do need to dress up, especially if you're talking about big numbers, if you're talking about making a lot of money, you do need to dress the part. But if you are doing that more type of casual type content, by all means, don't feel like you need to look like a Barbie doll or a Ken doll or whatever the heck it is to create this content. It's super important just to, to get it out there and focus on what you're saying and how you're saying it. So I think getting back on track a little bit, we were talking about... Do we have statistics? Yes, we do. Let's fucking go. Um, so about 377 million adults between the age of 18 and 24 use YouTube. That is a lot of people. And that's 15% of YouTube's 377 total. 377 million. 307 million. Seven, 377. 377 million men and women. Yes. And uh, self-identifying, I guess. Um, interesting, 51% of YouTube users in the US are female. 15? 51. 51, okay, so a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense. But it does, but it's, it's right there. Call it half, right? I mean, geez. Well, I think that also, if you looked at stats from a few years ago, that would be different because you're seeing a lot more, or at least I am female long form YouTube creators who are getting into coaching. They're getting into like the, con the coaching consulting world and they're not doing the TikTok dancing to the viral video or viral music. Um, arguable, but I hear you. Keep, let's keep rocking. Got it. <laughs> uh, so our main point in this video is to talk about short form versus long form yeah. 
how the top guys in the industry are using both. Yeah. Um, and what we see changing yeah. for the future, right? Because with Instagram reels, TikTok, YouTube shorts now, Facebook has it too. The switch was long forms dead, shorts are the way. And now that's changing. Shorts are, and that's the big thing is like YouTube is putting a lot of money and a lot of uh, design even into the change of their entire platform, both on desktop and on mobile. And they're not just doing that because they're like, well, we own long form, so we're gonna, we're gonna just do long form. They're doing it very tactically. They're doing it because they see that tr it's a trend. It is, it is just simply how media is changing. It went from newspapers to TV, or, or sorry, radio. Uh, radio to TV, TV to social media. Now social media even has its subcategories changing a bit. I mean, you could even make the argument that TV went from just TV to uh, TV shows, uh, TV movies. Um, now with social media, you see this type of short form take a different type of packaging, right? Where you're just packaging it into a shorter amount of time, but then there's this long form. It's having this big comeback. And honestly, podcasts, there's a reason why we're doing a podcast and we're, why we're not just sitting talking about it. Well, video podcast specifically. Video podcast specifically. It is the experience that people look forward to and they like fresh things. Uh, and there's the numbers behind the long form video that's really starting to crank. And actually the numbers against, for example, YouTube uh, shorts, uh, there's a lot of creators that are, are saying they're getting a massive decline in their YouTube shorts reach. Well, go figure, right? YouTube is clearly showing us they are prioritizing this long-form content. You also don't go to YouTube for short-form content. People did for a while there. They were they were cranking through it, but now it's it's just changing. And now there's but let's say this: it's not just YouTube. It's also Instagram, which is a massive player in the space, owned by Facebook or, or Meta rather. Instagram is also changing their game. They are prioritizing photos again. The root of Instagram when YouTube started. Oh, sorry. When Instagram started, it was photos only. You could not even post a video. The capabilities were restricted to just photos. But now they're like, hey, we're going to push photos again. Why is that? It's because they know that short form is having its day, but it's also losing its day in the realm of what people should be consuming and what they want to be consuming. And I think what Iman's doing a really great job of, and when you look at those posts, it's not just the 15 long form videos. There's tons of short form videos because he knows that the, the long, short form videos are getting the reach still, right? As of today, it's not like you should not be doing short form videos. You should because that's getting you the reach. But now YouTube is pushing this long form. He's doing that. He's always been doing that actually. It's not a matter of either or, it's a matter of and. Well, and, and I even, think it's how you use one to help the other, which is what he and Alex specifically are doing is they're they're not filming, well, Alex does a little bit, but Iman doesn't do this at all, where he films something that is specifically for short form. He cuts from his long form to make his short form. And so while it's a majority of his posting, it just comes from his long form posts. And that's something really interesting to note. You don't but have why to- why would you do that, Jack? Why would you cut it up? Because like we talked about earlier, it, if you can cut out the best parts from a podcast, it will bring someone from your short form to your YouTube page to find, all right, that was really interesting. Let me see what else he said mm. that I like. And then they watch a video. And if, if you've got the good long form, you've got a new subscriber. So a lot of people following Iman also realize that he is a photo guy. 
He's, he's been taking film photos. He just, you know, he, he posts a lot of photos, especially to his Instagram personal account. Um, and, and I know that we're, we're saying Iman as a big example here, but you could look at really anyone. Even Hermosi recently has been posting a lot more photos. And I think the reason why is very tactically a business thing. I mean, the guys that we're talking about, Iman Ghazi, Alex Hermosi, they are businessmen. And they are doing these things tactically. Even the full-time creators are, are, and that's what the whole premise of this uh, podcast and creative entrepreneurship is, is to be creative, but have that entrepreneurial mindset so that you can make money and use your passion to be more profitable with your business. And so when, when we think about what type of content should be posted, it's just a matter of, well, what do I, what do I want as a business? Well, I want to reach people, right? And when I reach those people, how can I nurture them or, or, or just, yeah, I'll stick with that word. How can I nurture them so that they become more loyal fans more loyal to the brand. They're looking forward to the content that we're doing. But like I said, the first step is to reach them, to get, to get yourself out there and, and have them recognize your face and your style and your offer. The reach is really that short form content. As of today, that is just by far what is reaching the most amount of people. And don't get me wrong, you will have long form videos that do reach a ton of people. Even us, we've had some videos on YouTube that have gone uh, viral and reached a ton of people that aren't even subscribed to us. But primarily speaking, for the people who really want action steps here, it's just a matter of you want that reach and you want that nurture because nobody's going to convert into a new customer or client if they haven't been reached and if they haven't really understood why you, right? Why should I go with you as opposed to all the other options out there? So when you're thinking about the content model, even just looking at the numbers from, from Iman Ghazi, he's reaching people massively. He knows that is the first step. So I need to reach as many people as possible. So guess what most of his content is going to be that short form content. Like we said, then it goes into the nurture. The nurture is of course the long form video. It's just long, long form is the kind of, the difference is when you give someone a snack, that's your short form. You're like, Ooh, thank you for the snack. It's like you're walking through the grocery store and they have a little, they have some little mini cookies and you're like, Ooh, thank you for the mini cookie. Right. Or, or maybe it's like a, a little bite of the, the whole meal, right? It's that, that little tiny little chunk of turkey. And you're like, oh, thank you so much for this little bit of tur turkey. But when you get to sit down and have a Thanksgiving meal with someone, aka long form, that's when you really sit down. You get to understand way more about them. You get to trust them that much more. You will have those people who sign off and are like, eh, I actually disagree with some of the things you're saying. This has been a pretty terrible Thanksgiving. I'm out. But that's okay, because you're going to get way more people that are like, ah, you have not just reached me, but I've, you've also nurtured me in your Thanksgiving or just basically long form content, be it videos, as well as these photos. And the photos really speak a thousand words. And that's where you get to show more behind the scenes. You get to show more of your personality. What else is happening besides you just sitting down on a podcast or besides you, you know, ripping a short form content? If you want to have your business be more profitable with your passion, reach those people as Eman's doing with a massive amount of short form, have that lead into that long form video content, some photos along the way. You could throw in quotes and other things as well. But, and then ultimately from that reach and that nurturing, will people ultimately convert? I mean, it's, that has always been the case. It's just certain things will move up into the reach category or down into the nurturing category. And there's new things that'll come up. Like short form wasn't really a thing for a long time, right? But things will come and go, and it's just a matter of hitting that reach, hitting that nurturing in the right way, and certainly Eamon's proving how to balance both long and short-form content. Well, I think one of the important things, too, with a short-form and long-form strategy is you can post way more, as Eamon proves here, you can post way more short-form because 
the way that the algorithms work, you don't see them next to each other. They, he just feels like he is everywhere. And you might see the same video twice, but it doesn't register because it's, it's quick and it, you, you could scroll through it. But by posting 450 times every 30 days, you're going to see him wherever you go. Mm. And, it, you know, we, we didn't get down into like the which time of day he posts, but I'm sure there's a, a methodology behind that too. Where So he probably posts every couple of hours every day. Predictably. Yeah. And that's a part of the systemization. That's where we come in. Not really a plug for the business, but I will say that is what we do. Um, the one thing that I do want to say is we get a lot of clients who actually run into a problem where they're trying to clip out from a podcast. And the problem is they aren't concise enough in their answers. They go too far, too much detail to then chop it out and create a short form content. Cause short form is sub 60 seconds, right? Relatively speaking. So when you think of short form content, you need to pack a punch in a quick amount of time. Otherwise, if you go too long, you have a problem and you're not in short form, which you're not going to reach people. You are now entering the long form territory. So how to address the problem of not having enough short form from your long form is when you are speaking, be more concise, pack a punch and end your sentence. Like what I'm doing right now. Impressive example, Max. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Gang, this is just the beginning of the Creative Entrepreneurship Podcast. If you liked what you saw here or heard, then simply hit the like button and consider subscribing because we have a lot more coming at you where we are going in depth with the brands that are being explosive, the creative entrepreneurs that are having the most success so that we as mere mortals can simply learn from them and have the right action steps ourselves. So like I said, hit the like button if you've enjoyed it, consider hitting subscribe and we'll see you in the next one.